Welcome to the Soccer Life Goals Podcast with your host, Noah Niemeyer. A soccer interview podcast with fresh content, bringing you exclusive interviews with soccer players and growing the soccer fan base around the world. Whether you call it football or soccer, be inspired and encouraged, both on and off the pitch. Blake Wagner was identified by the U.S. Youth National Team when he was 13 through their National Olympic Development Program. He joined the U-14 National Team and then was recruited by the U-15 Residency Program at the IMG Academy in Bradenton, Florida, where he lived and trained. Through U.S. soccer, he completed high school a year early at the Edison Academy. Wagner traveled globally with the team and was a starter with the U-17 National Team when they played in the 2005 FIFA U-17 World Cup in Peru. Wagner was drafted in the second round, 18th overall, in the 2006 MLS Super Draft by FC Dallas. On February 2, 2010, Vancouver Whitecaps announced the signing of Wagner after he did not re-sign with Dallas. The Whitecaps released Wagner on July 28, 2011. Just a month later, Wagner was signed by Real Salt Lake. In his last few seasons, he played for the San Antonio Scorpions, the Tampa Bay Rowdies, and the Carolina Railhawks. Blake is now the director of the MLS Next program at Tampa Bay United. Hey guys, welcome back to the Soccer Life Goals podcast. And welcome, Coach Blake. What's up, buddy? How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. I appreciate you letting me jump on the call. Thanks. This is going to be awesome. So before we dive in, one of my favorite things I got for Christmas was a 2008 FC Dallas card of TVU's very own Blake Wagner. <laughs> you you got you really got that this year? Yep. Yeah. And how did that even come about? Who who put you up to that? Um, well, so I like started this thing, like I get, I try to find a card of everybody who I interview. And so my mom got that me, I think got that for me, I think on eBay. And yeah, that's, awesome. that's pretty cool, man. Yeah. That's, that's you gotta. Yeah, that's awesome. I haven't seen one of those in, in quite some time. So that's pretty <laughs> cool that they're still out there. Oh, yeah. So first question, like for starters, who is your favorite professional team? Um, my favorite professional team is Arsenal. So I, when I was, uh, when I was growing up, um, when I was actually about maybe a year older than you, uh, my coach took my, my club team to England for a tournament. Um, and it was the Arsenal, some sort of Arsenal, uh, tournament. And, uh, ever since then I just grew a love for the club and, you know, I've, I've kind of followed and supported them since then. So uh, great trip, great experience. And that's where, that's where, uh, the love for Arsenal started. Oh, that's awesome. Could you tell us more about that? Like, did you actually get to play against Arsenal or like their academy? No, we didn't play Arsenal. Um, we didn't play uh, their academy or anything, just some of the other local uh, English clubs. Um, but super, really cool experience uh, at the time. And some of the the memories that, that we had on the trip, some of that I cherished for a long time. So it's it pretty cool. What are some of your favorite things you did on that trip? Man, well, just playing the games and just being in a different environment and um, playing against uh, a different style of play and, um, you know, being in a different culture, you know, it was, it was rainy, it was, it was muddy, it was wet, it was, you know, it was a different just overall feel. And uh, I just thought that the experience was awesome. But yeah, it was great. Um, but outside of that, one, <laughs> one second, buddy, you guys can hear me. We got my, my, my pup playing with toys. <laughs> uh, 
sorry about that. But yeah, outside of the soccer field, we just um, just going to see many things and, and sightseeing and just seeing different city, different culture, different everything. So it was it was awesome. Oh, that's really cool. So, yeah, could you tell us about your journey as a player? Yeah, mine, man, um, I started playing when I was young, you know, four or five years old, and I, I grew up in Tampa. You know, I played for a local club called Blackwatch, which doesn't exist anymore. Pretty much through about under 14, under 15, and then thankfully I was recognized um, by the U.S. Uh, men's youth national team. And um, back then they had a program called uh, the residency program, you know, they basically through scouting and through identification process, they brought in players for the residential program, which was housed at, at the IMG Academy here in Bradenton. They chose about 20 to 30 players. And basically you just live with your teammates uh, throughout your high school years and play soccer and train and play together. So, you know, I was fortunate enough to be selected and basically you, I just lived with my teammates after my ninth grade year here at, uh, you know, here in Tampa um, I went and joined the residential program and, you know, ever since then it's been, you know, pretty serious about soccer and that's kind of where, um, you know, everything kind of accelerated for me as far as just the love of the game and um, professional environment and just how serious it got. So since then um, it's been in my blood and just, you know, soccer has been my life. It's been something that's been, you know, been awesome for me and it's helped me just provide for my family, but also just, uh, been something that I truly enjoy and love doing. So I'm, I'm fortunate now um, to be in uh, in soccer still and and uh, and do something that I love. But after after the residential program, I was uh, 17. So basically, during that that residency whole feel and academy, um, you basically get prepared for the U17 World Cup. So I was fortunate enough to play in that with the the youth men's national team um, back in the it was back in 2005 in Peru. And uh, we, we competed in that event. And then after that, um, I committed to University of Maryland. Um, and then I ended up signing with FC Dallas uh, at 17 and then joined, joined the MLS. So I ended up um, not going to Maryland, but I, I, that's where I was, uh, that was where I was planning on going if I went the college route. That's awesome. So can I ask you, like, what is the, like, how are the, what are the camps like uh, for the U.S., like youth national teams? Like, how was the style of play? Like, was it like? super it was like with all the best players right yeah it was pretty cool I mean you get you get to play with I think the first thing that's pretty cool is you get to play with guys you don't normally get to play with um and they're all over from all over the nation some of them are outside you know playing club ball um in Europe or South America and um you know pretty much you just you know as far as the style of play goes it's you're just really getting together and trying to figure it out and adapting and and trying to figure out what everyone's tendencies are and uh you know, good players that kind of adapt quickly and, you know, you start to build chemistry and um, you start to um, build sort of relationships uh, on the field that, you know, that, that obviously that help. So, um, but it's, it's, it's always an interesting dynamic. I mean, you even look at the world cup uh, this past, uh, you know, a few months ago this year and uh, or last year now, you know, you get these players together and they don't normally play together, you know, and they just get together every few months and, you know, you never really know how it's going to pan out and you just hope that you get a little bit of luck on your side and you hope that you can gel and get your chemistry down quick so that you guys can perform at the highest level together. That's awesome. So you mentioned you were in the world, like the Youth World Cup for um, in, per in Peru. Um, what was that like? Like how far did you guys get? 
Yeah, so we we were in a group with the, the Italy, I think South Korea, and then Ivory Coast, and we ended up winning the group, and then we uh, we ended up playing the Netherlands in the quarterfinals, which ironically we just played in the U.S. or in the in the Men's World Cup, uh, and we ended up losing to the Netherlands two to zero in the uh, in the quarterfinals. So. I was hoping that the men's national team playing the, the Dutch would, would have a different result, but uh, unfortunately it was the same, same thing, <laughs> same result. But yeah, back in Peru in 2005, that was who we lost to. The, and the, uh, the guys, the team that won it that year was, was Mexico. And on that team, I think they had Carlos Vela and they had Giovanni Dos Santos uh, and a couple other guys that ended up making it pretty big time. That's awesome. So do you like, do you, did you ever play against Mexico or did you just like, you never play them? We didn't play them in the world cup um, that year, but we did play them in quite a few friendlies leading up to leading up to this tournament. That's cool. So kind of switching it over. So like, what's a big challenge in your career and how did you overcome it? Well, you mean my, in my soccer career? Yeah. In your- <clears throat> a lot of the challenges that you face as a professional soccer player. I mean, there's so many. It's playing under different coaches, different style of coaches, you know, players being able to adapt to, you know, guys that are maybe a little bit harder on players or maybe guys that coaches that are a little bit um, lenient on guys, Um, just different, just various styles. And, uh, you know, that's one thing. And I think that's great for all all the kids these Mm -hmm. days just to be able to play for different coaches is important um, just so that they're prepared for, you know, college soccer and hopefully the pros afterward. Um, That's one thing I think the whole mindset of playing for a job, you know, once you sign a professional contract, you're, you're now, it's your livelihood, you know, you're playing against guys that are, you know, on your team, but at the same time, they're also trying to take your position because they're trying to put food on the table for their families. So it's a little bit different feel at training, you know, versus youth soccer or any types of, you know, even college soccer. Um, You know, there's, there's competing, but also competing within your team and, and for, uh, you know, also to put food on the table, you know, that's a different feel and, and something that else that, you know, it's just a mentality thing. And, uh, it's, it's something that is, it's, you just don't really know how that to, how that experience is going to go until you get thrown into it, you know, and then you get, you know, then you're going to get up, you know, not opportunities, but then there's going to be times where you get maybe traded to another club, um, you know, and you have to move cities in two days, you know, um, when I was playing in Vancouver, that happened to me and, basically traded to rail salt lake and in two days i had a match and i was moving to salt lake and had to get all pack all my stuff together and basically move on out there so you know these things happen quickly and you know your ability to adapt and thrive in different environments that's one of the the toughest things but it's one of those things that i think builds character and uh is something that helps you know build life goals as well yeah that's that's Good, because you have to always have some advert. There's always some adversity. Something that's gonna try oh, yeah. to stop you in your career. Absolutely, man. There's there's so many uh, lessons within the game, and you know, part of that that ride that I had as a professional soccer player uh, taught me a lot. Um, you know, even for now, coaching and just being in in the real world. So you were drafted in the MLS Super. So yeah, how and- cool is it to be like drafted like that? What, what was the experience like? It was pretty cool. So I think when I was, it was 2006, I think it was in Philadelphia, if I remember correctly, you know, and just like you see with any of these other sports, you, you know, all the players uh, are in one, one big room and, you know, there's, you know, a stage and microphone and all that stuff. So um, it was pretty cool to go through that process. You don't really know who you're, 
actually going to get drafted to. And, um, you know, that's another, you know, back to your last question is some of the, the challenges, you know, on draft night, you don't know where you're moving. You know, I was living in Tampa at the time and I could have been drafted anywhere. And, um, you know, I was fortunate to be drafted by FC Dallas, you know, which was a great city and a great place and great organization. And, um, you know, I had, I was there for four years and had a great time there. So that draft night was pretty cool. It was pretty special, you know, just one, one of those memories and things that, uh, that, that I look back and I, I cherish a lot. Mm, that's awesome. So did you have like a, like during the draft night, did you have a team that you actually, yeah, you really wanted to be drafted by? Um, not really. I just wanted to go somewhere where the, the coach and the staff really wanted me. You know, and uh, I I was lucky enough that, that FC Dallas was one of those those coaches or the one of the staff that that really believed in me, and and uh, I was just happy to go there. Um, it, at that point, you just want to get started. You just want to get on the field. You want to start preseason, and you want to um, you want to start just getting in the environment and meeting your team, new teammates and everything. So there wasn't one place that I was like really gun ho about. Um, I just really wanted to be a part of a a really great organization. That's awesome. So who are your who are some of your teammates on FC Dallas? Man, I had a, I was there for four years, so I had quite a few. Um, I think the the most highest profile player that was on my team during my time there was uh, a Brazilian uh, international player named Denilson. Um, he was a lefty. I don't know if you remember him at all, but he was uh, a World Cup winner, World Cup player, um, big time Brazilian national team guy, and um, you know one of those guys that. Uh, you know, he, he, he was unbelievable. So I think as far as my, my teammates during that time, he was probably the most high profile um, guy, but you know, there was other guys, man, that were, they were a part of that, that, that journey as well. So a lot of, a uh, lot of good players. So I would say Danielson was the most high profile guy. Kind of like a question is like kind of, kind of related to that, but like who is one of the toughest players you've ever faced in your career? One of the toughest players that I ever faced, you know, who I'll say who I played against, but he was also my teammate was, was Javier Morales. Um, he was an Argentine um, player. He was a number 10 played for Salt Lake a bunch of years. Um, we played against him. I wouldn't say he was the most toughest as far as hard nosed defender type deal, but he was always the toughest to defend. He was the toughest to get the ball off him. Um, he was always creating, he was scoring. Um, you know, he always was one step ahead of you. Um, and then I was lucky enough and fortunate enough to, to be his teammate for a season. So I would say, I would say him. Huh. So did you like train against, um, train with him and like a lot? And yeah. And played against him, um, huh. played against him and trained with him and was on the field competing, you know, with and against him. Um, but he, he also, um, you know, what's pretty cool is he actually coaches, in Florida now, he's coaches for the Inter Miami uh, Pro Team Academy teams. So I get to see him from time to time, and um, we actually have coached against each other a few times. So it's pretty cool that you know we we played against each other, we were teammates, and then we also coached against each other. Huh, that's funny. Uh, so um, speaking of funny, what's a funny fact about yourself most people don't know? A funny fact about myself. Um, well, give me one about you. Let me start with you. What do you? What do you? What about you? Give me a funny fact. For me, it was probably um, when I was like four or five, I loved foot like American football. And I didn't just love um, American football, but I hated soccer. I was like, soccer's boring. It's just passing and stuff. <laughs> yeah. And, and then my mom convinced me that American football is way too dangerous. And then I started playing soccer. 
Okay. All right. Well, I'll tag along with that. I, um, when I was growing up, you know, soccer was a lot different. Um, we only trained twice a week. And I know you guys, your team now trains three days and in the future it'll be four. Um, so the kids are pretty, they're pretty lucky to have as many, as much training as they get now. Um, but when I was growing up, it was two days a week. And then just like you, I didn't really love practice. I didn't love going to practice, you know, and I, I played other sports and I played basketball. I played tennis, um, you know, growing up and, you know, I hung out with my friends in the neighborhood. And a lot of the times I, I was wanting to do that rather than going to practice, you know. So, you know, I ended up being a professional and going this route. But, you know, at the same time, when I was growing up your age, um, I didn't always necessarily love going, you know, to practice. So, just a little bit of, you know, it's just ironic that I was able to um, somehow be lucky enough to, to play professionally with, you know, that my mentality at some point in my, my life when I was growing up. But um, I also think it's great to play other sports as well. And, you know, I, I'm an advocate for that for kids as well. So. Yeah, that's interesting. That's I think I've played uh, basketball, flag football, soccer. Um, wow. I do. I do golf sometimes. I haven't done it for a while, but I did this like tennis camp once. So I've played a lot of sports, but none of them are as good as, good as soccer. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. I would, I would say, uh, I would say play some golf more often because when you get older, you'll, you'll probably like it. The best I've ever shot in a hole. I got a par once. It was like a par three. I actually, oh, yeah, yeah, it was great. That's pretty good. That's not easy. Golf's yeah. one of the hardest, hardest, most frustrating sports. That's for sure. Yeah, it's definitely like more a mental um, game than it is like skill. Yeah. So now you're a coach. You're the director of the MLS Next program here at TBU. So what are the first traits coaches look for in a player? Um, I think every coach is different, you know, what they're looking for. And everyone's got different eyes for, for talent and different things that they maybe admire over other things. For me, I, I look at the, when I watch a game or a training, I look for the, I look at the player's personality do they love being out there? Are they talking? Are they communicating? Are they showing enthusiasm? You know, are they figuring out ways to help their teammates through, you know, communication or whatever that may body language? Um, I just look at their mannerisms, you know, and their body language. And, you know, you can tell a lot about a guy and a player um, just by their first impressions from that standpoint. And then obviously the soccer side, the technical ability, you know, the game understanding, watching guys, you can see the types of things that they're thinking, um, you know, as they're playing, you know, and uh, I think it's important to, you know, not just look at one area, but multiple areas of, of a player's game. But I would say those are the first couple things. But, you know, there's obviously the more you watch a player, the, the more detailed you're going to get and look for, for more things. Yeah. So say there's like a player's like 16, 17 years old, like how do they get to the next level? Like whether it's like they want to go college or going pro. How do they get to the next level? Yeah. You know, I think you need a, a I need, you need help. Um, you can't do that. You can't go on that mission alone. You can't do it by yourself. Uh, you need support from your parents. You need support from your coaches. You need support from your club. Um, so I think as long as you are, in a, a, a challenging environment, uh, an environment that is helping you uh, prepare on the field uh, for the next step, uh, whether that's college or professional. I think that's the first thing. And then I think the second thing is, um, again, the support. You know, are you around guys and people that are going to help you um, get to your goals, you know, and reach your goals? And um, everyone, no matter how good you are as a player, everyone needs help getting onto that next step 
you know, path for their life. And, you know, I think that's the second thing that you need to make sure that you're putting yourself in that type of environment, um, having a good support staff around you, you know, guys that have maybe proven that they have, you know, put players to the next level or um, coaches that coaches that, you know, you know, are highly respected in, in those fields, you know, and can can help you. That's awesome. So, like, what are the differences between a player who goes to play college soccer versus a player who goes pro? Like, is it about ability, worth, work ethic, or, like, is it mental? Well, it, it's hard to answer that question. Um, there's a lot of uh, opinions when it comes into sports, you know. A coach may, may want to sign a player, and, and another coach may not want to sign a player that's on a different team, you know. So, again, it just depends – uh, what those coaches are looking for, how much they really believe in that player. Um, and then also, you know, whether they're ready to make an impact um, at what age, you know, if, if they're 16 years old, 17 years old, you know, they may, they may really like a player, a coach may, uh, a club and coach may like a player and want to sign them, but you know, Hey, they may want to do it in three years, you know? And, and so again, um, everyone's timing's different. Um, everyone's pathway's different. There's not one one road to get to where your goals are. But as far as answering that question, it's it's really difficult. Um, there's there's so many factors that go into it. And I think at the end of the day, the the coaches and staff has to make those decisions for their own club and what their teams need and whether whether they think this player is ready or not for that environment. That's good. So like so now it's a new year. Like what's a goal you're working on right now? What's a goal? Well, we're, we're a couple of days in. No one's really asked me that yet. But I think my goal, I've always tried to be the best version of myself and challenge myself as, as much as I can just to be a better you know, person, coach, um, director, teammate, you know, all that stuff. So I think just challenging myself just to be better, um, the best version of myself is, the, is my biggest thing. And that's typically what I try and do each year. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah. So I'm like here, like we always like making goals. Like that's a big thing for us. It's like, yep. like well, milestones and stuff. It's like, what about you? What's your, what's your next goal for 2023? Well, just like helping make soccer more popular in the U S I'm um, getting more people to listen to my podcast, things like that. And for our team to be like the best team we can be do really well against some, some of the best teams in Florida, but maybe even like other teams, but yeah, that's probably goals for me. That's a good start. What advice would you give your 12 year old self as a soccer player? Um, just to, you know, just to enjoy it. You know, when you're young, you don't really know what's ahead of you. You know, sometimes you just don't enjoy uh, the moment and everything that the ride and the journey throughout the, the your, your time. You know, um, you always have these goals, just like you do. You have these goals that you set for yourself, um, but you have to really enjoy the moment, enjoy the ride and just have fun. At the end of the day, if you're not having fun, you're not going to try as hard. You're not going to push yourself. You know, you're going to lack motivation. So put yourself in a fun environment around guys that can push you, but also that it's enjoyable. And, uh, you know, when you're enjoying everything, you're going to be uh, you're going to learn more. You're going to be more receptive to information. You're going to push yourself um, and you're ultimately going to put yourself in a, a better position just to be successful. So just enjoy the journey and the ride and, 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 and keep giving yourself goals that you can keep trying to reach. Yeah. Thank you. That's great advice. Well, thank you again for joining me on the soccer life goals podcast. Remember guys go through life with goals. Thank you for listening to the soccer life goals podcast. We appreciate your support. 
please do us a favor by subscribing, leaving a review, and sharing with your friends. Let's grow soccer around the world and go through life with goals. Let's go!